As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Behringer Brothers Spirit Barrel Aged Wines, the official wine partner of the 2020 CMA Country Christmas presented by ABC, celebrates the holidays with a tacky sweater sweepstakes. Enter for your chance to win a CMA tacky country Christmas sweater by texting sweater to 467467. No purchase necessary. Message and data rates may apply. Sweepstakes ends December 31st, 2020. Must be 21 or older to enter. See BehringerBrothers.com slash tacky sweater for official rules. Void where prohibited. Behringer Brothers Wine. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey everyone, just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well, that is all, so let's just get into the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl, We Gotta Talk. Today is the first episode of Wine Night Wednesday, so I'm really excited about this new series that's going to be on the podcast. I just thought it would be a really fun um, idea to kind of dive a little bit deeper into some topics. I had originally before... um, this um, coronavirus pandemic hit us all. I had some scheduled uh, podcasts with some fun guests and I thought it would be perfect to kind of kick off the Wine Night Wednesday with them. But since that happened, um, I wasn't able to link up with them. So I'm just going to start the series off by myself. It's probably not going to be as exciting as it would have been, but I posted a bunch of um, Insta stories asking you guys for some questions for today's episode because it's just going to be me and I got a bunch so thank you guys for um, asking them. We're going to get into some, I don't know like fun but like kind of deeper topics. Um, a lot of you guys just asked about like relationships like past and current relationships um, and some questions about me and then just like some fun stories and embarrassing stories. So I'm really excited. I think we're just going to jump right in and I'm going to answer all your questions. Oh, and I'm sitting here with my, I'm on my second class of Pinot Grigio. And, um, so if you're listening to this and you want to join me, like grab a glass, I'll wait, like fill up your glass, get some of your favorite wine and we'll just hang out and talk like we, you know, we're just chilling and it's a Wednesday night. We're just hanging out. But uh, yeah, let's get let's get started. All right, so there's a ton of questions here. I don't really know which one to start with. Okay, I'm going to start with... Oh my God, I'm so scared, you guys. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with when's the last time that you cried? <laughs> I don't know if that's a good one to start with, but when is the last time that you cried? Okay, so I was like, I have none of these answers written down. I'm just literally going to like say it 
in the moment. Um, but for this one, I had to think about it because I was like, wait, I really don't know. And I had to text my boyfriend because I was like, I, I feel like if I were to cry, it would be like in front of him. He was like, honestly, I think the last time he cried was when we watched Warrior, which was literally like three weeks, three or four weeks ago when, and we mentioned it on like a um, episode, but we watched like the movie Warrior and it was really emotional. It was like some like MMA fighting movie, but then it's like family drama and like it was just, it really, it really got me sad. I was cry I cried a lot and I was like, I looked at him. I remember in the movie, like during the movie, I looked at him and I was like, why? Like, I hate you for this. Um, and he knew it was going to hit me when it hit me, which is funny. But yeah, I just had, I had like streaming, I had tears streaming down my face. It was really, uh, it was a time. Yeah. That's the last time I cried. Um, oh my God. These, I'm so scared of these questions. Okay. Next question. Let's just do this. Let me take a sip of my wine. Okay. Next question. Um, horror story from a date, like a bad date story. Um, so, so a bad date story. I okay. So the th- first thing that comes to my head when I saw this was my freshman year in college. I think I've told like if you're like a good friend of mine, like you already know the story. Like you definitely already know the story very well. Um, but basically, my freshman year, I had just gotten out of a r- relationship from high school. So like we got to school and then we broke up. Yeah. So then all my roommates, all my sweet mates, I had I was living with five other girls. Um, my freshman year, they were like we were all like super, super close. Um, they were all like, Elena, you need to get on like these dating apps. You need a Tinder. That's when Tinder was like really, really big. So I was like, you guys, I'm not going to get a Tinder. Like, that's just the last thing I want to do right now. Like, I'm still like trying to deal with this breakup. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, I'm not gonna. And eventually like they convinced me to do it. So I got a Tinder and I ended up meeting this guy. He like came to like visit me at school and basically like, I don't even know, like, where did we go? I think we just, like, walked around downtown, like, in my college town. We just, like, walked around and, like, got to know each other, I guess. It was super weird. I just remember feeling super awkward, and I texted all my roommates, and I told them, like, this is where we're, this is what we're gonna do. This is the plan. Like, if I go missing, you know, this is what his name is, and I remember, like, telling them all this information because I was, like, terrified that I was meeting somebody on an app, um, and I don't know, the, he was just like a strange dude and the date was just super weird. I remember he like came back to our suite and like was introducing himself to all of my suite mates and was just like really, I don't, re- he was just, I don't really know what I was doing. I was a freshman. Okay. Like I was like grieving a relationship and I was just like stupid basically. So he comes in, he's like, oh my God, hey, like what's up? I'm so-and-so. And like all my roommates are like, okay, cool. Like we're going to go out. Like are you going to come out? And then he like looked at me and he was like, we're not going to go out. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we just hung out in my, in my room and we were just talking and he was just super weird, giving me weird vibes, but like I didn't know what I was doing. And um, he like came to visit me another time and like we had figured out basically that um that he had lied to me and also to my roommate at the time. So basically, he had said to her, this is so crazy. So he had said to her, hey, like, it was really good to meet you today. Like, um, I'm going to come back next weekend. Like, Elena invited me back for next weekend. And she was like, oh, okay. She was probably, like, shocked because I was, like, really, 
weird about him. So she was like, oh, okay. And what is she going to say? She's not going to be like, oh, no, you're not, you know? And when I was like walking him out, he was like, oh my God, like, you know, your roommate invited me to come back. Like, is that okay? Is that cool? And I was like, wait, why would my roommate speak for me? Like, why would she invite him back? And so like, that's what I'm saying in my head. I'm like, wait, what? And so I was like, so weird and uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. That sounds great. Like what? And he came back like that next weekend. It was terrible. I was like, this guy needs to go. Like he's just like up in my space. Like it was just, he was not wanted. And when he finally left that last weekend, my roommate and I were talking and she was like, yeah, I'm really surprised that you, you know, invited him back. Like you just didn't really seem into him. Like, why would you invite him back? And I was like, no, you invited him back. And so then we realized that he had like tricked us both into him coming back again. And it was just a weird situation. And like, I stopped talking to him after that. It was super weird. This was like a two week thing. So it wasn't like, um, anything like long lasting or whatever, but it was such a weird situation that he would like lie to my roommate, lie to me. Um, it was somebody I met on an app. So that was like, I was off of Tinder basically after that, like, um, I didn't take Tinder seriously after that. Never did it again. It was just such a weird experience. Um, Yeah. So that's my weird date story. I don't know if that's even like a good one, but yeah. Okay. So the next question, again, this is like not in any order. I just kind of like wrote them down as I saw them. So this one is tell an embarrassing story. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for the person that asked this. Um, so, like, again, I, I, I'm I trying to, like, think of these on the spot. And, like, the only thing that comes to my head is, like, something that really scarred me when this happened. And I'm sure there are a thousand other stories. Like, I, my whole life is embarrassing. Like, I'm sure there are other things that I could say right now. But this is the one thing that, like, keeps popping in my brain because it was, like, so traumatic for me at the moment or at that time. So basically, um, back in high school, I was a freshman in high school. I was on the volleyball team and I don't know if all schools did this, but basically like when you're, um, when you have a a home game, you wear spirit wear or you wear, depending on what sport you wear, like your uniform. So like cheerleaders would wear their cheerleading outfit. But like, since I did volleyball, like we're not going to wear our spandex and jerseys. Like we're going to wear spirit wear. And then for away games, you would dress up. So this particular day was an away game and like back then pencil skirts were like a huge thing, right? So like I was in this like black pencil skirt and like whatever top, I couldn't even tell you. I was like walking up this, this is so embarrassing. Oh my God, I can't even believe I'm doing this. I was walking up this steep, um, narrow staircase in our school. I was holding books, had a backpack on. I don't really know why I was holding so many things in my hand, but I was, and I was wearing these like probably like these target like slide on something or other like sandals and I'm like walking up the stairs like whatever like just going trying to go to class and I literally trip up the stairs to that so that like my books fly out of my hands and they trickle down the steps so like there are people I'm aware that there are people behind me clearly like we're all switching to our next class this is not like an empty staircase by any means okay So I am walking up the steps, I trip, my books are trickling down, and then this guy who was a year older than us, he was in the grade above us, um, he was just like the most, the most popular 
I kid you not, the most popular kid in the school, okay? And oh, I, like, want to say his name, but, like, I can't. Um, Just because I know, like, if people are listening that went to my high school, they would understand, like, what I mean. But basically, he was, like, the most, ki- like, popular kid, right? So he's right behind me, okay? I'm in a pencil skirt. Remember when I said I was in a pencil skirt? Okay. Just, like, I need some, I need you to, like, envision this, okay? Drop my books. They trickle down the steps. He's behind me. Um... I'm, like, literally, like, sprawled out on the stairs. I'm so embarrassed. I turn around to, like, gather my books up, and he's also doing that. So, we're, like, both trying to, like, pick my books up really fast because there's literally a line of people behind us. This brings up so many... This is terrible to even, like, speak out loud. And he's, like, are you okay? And I realize who it is. I'm, like, oh, my God. This is, like, I'm such a stupid freshman. This is literally, like, you know, like, the big man on campus I'm like, oh my god, yeah, like, thank you. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, thank you. Yeah, like, I'm good. I, like, pick all my books up really fast. And I literally, like, run as fast as I can to my class. I walk, I ran so fast up those stairs. I get to my class. My face is bright red. Like, I am well aware. You know when you just feel the heat? That's, yeah. I get to my class. My friend's like, are you good? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. Um, Terrible. And then, like, I just, anytime I would see him, in, like, in the halls, like, he didn't really mean anything to me. I didn't know him well. But just, like, the fact that he was, like, the popular kid, and my doofus self just tripped up the stairs, dropped all my stuff in front of him. It was just, it was embarrassing, and I couldn't look at him, and it was embarrassing, and clearly it still upsets me. Okay, (laughs) that's my embarrassing story. You're welcome. Okay, so this one's a fun one. What are your favorite three wines? This actually was a popular one. Everyone's just like, what's your favorite wine? What are your favorite three wines? Top three favorite wines. Okay, so... So I'm Italian, which I feel like because I'm Italian, I should like love a good red wine. And unfortunately, that's just not the case right now for me. Like I'm a big white wine girl. So my go-to, like right now I'm drinking Pinot Grigio. Like I love Pinot Grigio. Like I could just drink Pinot Grigio every day of the week if I wanted to. Um, I also like Savion Blanc. Those are like probably my top two. And then um, I just like honestly like I'll drink red wine. I'm not, like, a big red wine girl, but, like, Pinot Noir, like, I'll drink, you know, whatever it is. Like, I'll drink it. I That sounds so bad. Alina. Okay. But I will um really just drink whatever. But if I did, like, pick a top two, like, Pinot Grigio, Savion Blanc, like, those are my favorites um, for sure. So, if you're drinking, again, like, cheers. Thanks for, like, listening to today's podcast. Um, I hope you're having a good time and listening to me expose myself. <laughs> Next question. Oh, okay. So, this was kind of a fun one. I have to look up my stuff for this because someone asked about my Enneagram and, like, um, what kind of, like, what type I am and all of that fun stuff. So, let me just pull that up because I, I know it. Let me see. Okay, so I took this test actually a while ago because I was really curious, probably bored if I'm being honest, so I took it, and it's your Enneagram type, or what is it, your EnneagramCoach.com. So, um, if you want to know this information about yourself, like, definitely take it. It's super fun um, to kind of, like, get to know yourself, I guess, if that makes any sense. But basically, it said that my top two types were um, the entertaining optimist, which is type seven, and then the successful achiever, which is type three, which is interesting, right? Like, that's so weird that, like, you just took a little quiz and it told you, like, about who you are. So, I have these screenshots from, like, when I took it, so that's what I'm reading over, and it basically, like, should I read this whole thing? 
Okay, so just reading really quickly, I'll just read like some of these quick little paragraphs about like the overview of a type seven. So it says type sevens are joyful, enthusiastic, and social people that radiate optimism in all situations. As lovers of variety, they live life big and are eager to enjoy all the new experiences that this world has to offer. They see endless possibilities and innovation all around them. While they radiate positivity and happiness, internally they are always longing for more and fearful of missing out. To them, life is cotton candy, super sweet to the taste, but disappears quickly and they are constantly unsatisfied, wanting more. What? When life is hard, they experience a deep internal struggle in their attempt to avoid pain at all costs. When life gets complicated, painful, sad, or boring, they quickly escape to things that bring them pleasure, allowing them to avoid the difficult feelings they fear. Oh my goodness. Okay. The cost to themselves as they pursue their need for adventure, happiness, and stimulating experiences is the inability to enjoy the present and feel satisfied with what they already have. They may keep themselves extremely busy in order to avoid dealing with internal anxieties, sorrow, or boredom. Okay, so basically it says my core motivations are core fear, core desire, and core weakness. What does that even mean? Core fear, being deprived, trapped in emotional pain, limited or bored, missing out on something fun. So basically it says that I have FOMO, which like, I, I feel as though that is incorrect. I don't really have FOMO. Um, core desire, being happy, fully satisfied and content, true. Um, gluttony, feeling a great emptiness inside and having insustainable desire to fill yourself up with experience and stimulation. Okay, so basically like it says that I... I basically like suppress my pain and I find things to do like distract me if that makes sense which you know I feel you know you're not wrong that's probably what I do um I feel like a lot of people do that like nobody wants to feel pain right you just suppress it and you maybe not maybe I just suppress it um interesting though that's interesting um the optimism thing is definitely true. I'm definitely someone that, oh, okay, hold on. So then this says your other type results. So 80%, I'm the peaceful mediator. 74%, I'm the supportive advisor. That's kind of funny. So I was actually talking to my friends about this recently. So like in a lot of my friend, in the friend groups I'm in, I am definitely someone that's like, okay, guys, we're all friends here. You know, like, let's not let's not fight. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm definitely someone that's like, wait guys, stop. I don't know. So that's kind of true. Um, yeah, that's super interesting though. So that's pretty cool. I would definitely recommend just like doing this for fun and kind of seeing, um, what it says about you. You answer a ton of questions and they're all super repetitive. I remember doing it and it's like, I basically answered this like six times already that you just ask it in kind of a different way, um, to kind of, you know, obviously get the best result, but Super cool. That was basically like the overview. I'm not going to like, I, I pretty much said everything. So yeah, that's my, um, okay. The next question is what is your biggest fear? And okay. Just like saying it out loud, my biggest fears, my biggest fear is, you know, like spiders or snakes, right? Like those are my fears. But if we're like being, you know, serious about it, my biggest fear is probably not, is like living my life, but not reaching my full potential, if that makes any sense at all. I, 
have all these like hopes and dreams and goals for myself and I think my fear is not reaching that goal or like not getting to that place in my life and yeah I don't know like it just scares me to like not be successful or to not you know like get to a place that I thought I would be at and you know when people are like what is your five-year plan or like what is your blah 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 like, I don't know, ever since I was, like, younger, I always had this, like, vision of what my life would be, and so if I don't get to that point, like, that scares me. Like, I want to be the successful person that, like, younger me wanted me to be, if that makes sense. And that's kind of also, like, what pushes me. It's, like, I still want to be that person that, like, younger me looks up to. So, I don't know. All right, that got a little deep. Let's move on. Okay, so the next question on here is, if you could erase a past relationship of yours, what would it be and why? So that one was super interesting because it's such a weird thing to say, like, erase. Like, clearly, like, those relationships didn't work out because I'm not in them anymore. And um, to say erase one of your past relationships, it's like, totally like I feel that like you wish that like that didn't happen but I was kind of thinking about it and that popped up and I was like you know like obviously I wish that a lot of things didn't happen in my past relationships to erase something is like so permanent and that means that like that experience didn't happen which means I might not be where I am right now if that makes sense so if I were to erase any of them if I had to pick, I probably wouldn't erase any of them. And that might sound weird, but it's like, I am who I am because of what I've been through. And I am so, I don't even want to say grateful, but I, I, I learned so much in my past relationships. Like those situations had happened, I think, so that I could grow and so that I could figure out what exactly I wanted in a relationship. So each relationship was different. I had like, so basically I had three really big relationships or serious relationships. Um, And each of them was a little different and each of them I learned. So like I learned about myself. I learned what I wanted. I learned exactly what I do not want. And so then like moving on to the next relationship, I realized, you know, like, more about myself and, you know, what I'm looking for in life and whatever, right? So it's like to say to erase them, I don't think I could erase them because then I wouldn't be where I am today. And my last relationship, I learned a lot about myself. I learned exactly what I do not want in a, in a partner. And that made me more grateful for the partner that I'm with now. So I can't, I don't know, like, I I can't erase them because then I wouldn't be where I am, if that makes any sense. And I kind of wanted to talk about um, all of this and maybe another episode I can do, like, a more in-depth conversation about all of that, but yeah, so I I don't know if I want to erase it because I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, you know, with my boyfriend now if I hadn't gone through that and I wouldn't have appreciated my boyfriend now if I hadn't gone through that, if that makes sense if that makes any sense. So yeah, hopefully that answers that. Okay. And the next question is what is something that you cannot stand about TJ? That's actually super funny. Um, yeah, I don't really know. 
Um, something that I can't stand about TJ. I honestly, like, I was trying to think about this one too, because it's like, you kind of have to have an answer for this. I, there might be like little things that I'm just like, oh, I can't stand you, but it's like nothing. Honestly, it's nothing serious. Um, okay. So I don't know. Again, this is super small. This isn't anything, you know, crazy, but something that I can't stand about TJ is when, (laughs) um, He's going to, like, kill me for this. But basically, anytime, not anytime, but sometimes when I say things to him and he's on his phone, I feel like he's not listening to me, which is probably a normal thing, right? Like, if someone's looking down at their phone, you don't think they're, like, engaged in the conversation. Um, But I'll, like, say something to him or, like, be telling him a story and he's, like, he'll, like, look down at his phone and he'll do this thing where he'll just, like, nod, but he'll still be looking down at his phone And so I just feel like he's not paying attention to me, you know? So then I'll be like, okay, well, what did, you know, are you listening to me? And then he's like, yeah, I am. I'm like, okay, well, what do you, what did I just say? And then he'll say exactly what I just said. And that I cannot stand. (laughs) The first of all, I can't stand when he's looking down at his phone, but the fact that he actually is listening, I can't stand. Okay. So the next question is, um, what drew you to TJ? So, this is kind of a fun question because I actually haven't really thought about this before um, or probably talked about it, but yeah, this one's kind of fun for me because I haven't really, like, thought about this before, but basically, TJ and I met my my sophomore year, his freshman year of college, and we were, like, in the same organizations, and I knew of him. He was in a class of mine, and that was, like, about it. Wait, I think that was my... It might have been my junior year. Oh my god, I don't even know. Anyways, so we met and we were, you know, like acquaintances. We knew of each other. We talked here and there, but it was nothing like more than that. But I always thought like, I always thought the world of him. And I always thought like he was going to do big things because I would see him like obviously in these organizations just like really working really hard and he was just super unique to me. Like I had never seen somebody like him before and this isn't like in any kind of romantic sense. This is literally just like I've never seen somebody like him before at all. Like the way that he can demand a room. Like when he speaks like the whole room is listening to him and I was like that is so cool. Like we are all super engaged. Like everyone is just like drawn to you. And I love that. Like what a cool quality to have. And I thought he was just like a super hardworking, dedicated, smart, like human being. And, um, clearly I thought he was attractive, but like that was, I mean, pretty much like that was the extent. Like I just thought he was like hardworking and super intelligent dude. Right. So, Knowing all of that, I was like, wow, like, he's just, like, a super cool guy, and I'm just going to be, like, his best friend. This is going to be so, you know, like, what a good guy to have, you know, like, as a friend. And then, obviously, like, it started to pick up a little bit, and we started um, hanging out and, like, dating. So, but it's just funny, and I still see him like that. I just think that he is such a, like, hardworking person and, like, so driven and such, like, an overachiever and... I mean, I make fun of him all the time, like, you're such an overachiever, and, like, look at you, like, doing all this, but it's, like, honestly, it's something to, like, really be proud of, so, um, that's just, like, super attractive to me, somebody that, like, works really hard, and that it's, um, 
just like a smart person. I just think that's like super attractive. So, um, yeah, that's what drew me to him, I guess, originally. And then clearly like he's attractive. So, okay. Um, all right. I think that is about it for tonight's episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, I know I did. It was super fun to like get your guys' questions and kind of dive a little bit deeper, um, into some topics. There are a lot of episodes that I have plans coming up that I want to try and figure out with some guests. So, like, keep a lookout for those. But um, hopefully you guys have been enjoying these last few episodes. I know it's a little bit weird with all of us being, you know, at home and stuff and not being able to be in contact with other people. Um, So hopefully these have been entertaining um, and fun to listen to. But but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow um, Girl We Gotta Talk podcast on Instagram if you're not already. That's where I post a bunch of updates, pop culture stuff, um, and fun things like that. So give that a follow. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Behringer Brothers Spirit Barrel Aged Wines, the official wine partner of the 2020 CMA Country Christmas presented by ABC, celebrates the holidays with a tacky sweater sweepstakes. Enter for your chance to win a CMA tacky country Christmas sweater by texting sweater to 467467. No purchase necessary. Message and data rates may apply. Sweepstakes ends December 31st, 2020. Must be 21 or older to enter. See BehringerBrothers.com slash tacky sweater for official rules. Void where prohibited. Behringer Brothers Wine. Please enjoy responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.